I am recording this on December of 2023, and I was trying to recall right before the end of the year how did I used to think about mezcal 10 years ago. Back then, my main areas of interest were mostly technical. Which agaves were mezcaleros using, what fermentation techniques, what type of materials were preferred to build an alembic, and why? These were all the questions that will monopolize my mind. But now, the more I get to think about mezcal, I realize that I need to see a bigger picture. And that bigger picture includes at least a minimum understanding of the many cultures that engage with agave and dacilirion. We all know intuitively that the north of Mexico is very different to the south, but how exactly? To get a little more clarity on this, I decided to have a conversation with my friend, Sergio Garnier. He has spent the vast majority of his life in Torreón, Coahuila, and I thought that given his experience with mezcal, traveling between Coahuila and Durango, he will be the right one to explain the concept of La Laguna, a region that transcends borders and integrates two massive states with a vast agave and Dacilidion spirits tradition. Hey, Sergio. Uh, you know, I, I have been thinking a lot about how I wanted to end the episodes. And something that uh, everybody asks me all the time is, where shall I eat? And I know the places that I like in Mexico City. But then I do tell everybody that I love Torreón. And everybody looks at me like if I were an alien, right? Yeah, Torreón <laughs> is, is not very famous still. It has the most terrible reputation, man. Yeah, it's it's changing. We had some really bad times with the violence, with, you know, the cartel thing like 15 years ago yeah yeah. but it used to be nice and now it's also nice well again. It, it's, it's amazing because you know like i think that it's a phenomenon that happens in a lot of places people abandon the center yeah they go and live to the suburbs and then the center has these amazing properties you you, you notice that and it happened exactly in torreon because one of the most dangerous parts of the city was the old like downtown really like, it was like a no go zone because of what was going on then and actually what brought Torreon back to life was the rebirth of the of downtown and you know these cool bars and, and properties that and it's amazing. I mean, the the hotel where you told me not to stay. <laughs> That's. I mean, it's packed with Cal- marble. There's Calvia, marble yeah. in the elevator. There's a fountain on the entrance lobby. I want you to open a bar there. Yeah, Torreon is. A, it's <laughs> very particular in in that regard, and 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 it's a junk city, less than 120 or about 120 years old. Oh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, to Mexico, Mapimi is 450 years ago, something like that, you, you know, as, as, yeah, as yeah, a comparison. Yeah, it's uh, up and coming, has been up and coming for a yeah, long time. And, and it's, yeah, it, 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 but yeah, you can find that in places also. It's like a dystopic kind of uh, city, I think. <laughs> Mad <about> Max. <laughs> in, in some parts. And, and well, also you have some nice places, some nice architecture that you don't expect. It is like, insanity. Yeah, because it's also like a farming or a main activity of, of the city is like farming. So normally you don't have many nice things or places to go in, in, in these kind of places. But I really like it. For me, it's home. So I, I'm i I'm not very, you know, I'm impartial here, you know, because I... I partial. But still, you can, you can hate home. I mean, I, yeah. feel, I know a lot of people that... Yeah, the weather, <laughs> the weather is shitty, definitely. It's, and, it's desert, so it's yeah, hot yeah. and it's dry, but then it's cold. Like, you, you have, like, a few nice weather days. 
and yeah we're surrounded by by farms so mm. sometimes it smells like a farm which which i have no problems with that yeah i'm used to that but some i, I i've heard terrible. comments from from visitors that what's that smell and for me it's like oh, it's on. like smoking in mezcal that we mezcal drinkers don't notice don't like it that much oh, yeah, yeah, anymore true, we're yeah. like used to that or well, at least that happens to me yeah, yeah, you don't you, you don't smell a mezcal and the first thing you think is smoky. So you don't walk into Torreon. Well, some of them. Yeah, if well, it's a terrible happens, mezcal. Yeah. But I mean, I like I, I like my barbecue, you know. Yeah. I, like there there's some smoky stuff that I, I like that smoking I... stuff, uh, beef, pork. <laughs> there you go. Not really mezcal. mezcal? Okay, well, I, I won't I won't even get into that. But it's for me it's so interesting again that Torreon being such a beautiful city, and I think like. Beautiful. Wow. Torreon and beautiful yeah. is not something you find very often. I tell that so, so loudly to people. That. No, 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 <laughs> truly. And I think that a bigger part of it is that, as you're saying, the weather is brutal. Mm -hmm. So you have to make these super thick buildings Yeah. that you almost feel like you're in Bellas Artes. You almost feel like if your city were sinking, we'll be all the way down because yeah. these buildings look like absolutely packed with marble and stones. And I mean, it almost looked like old Western mixed with Rococo and Baroque architecture. Somewhere it's the cold. You're, you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. like downtown Torreon, like all yeah, like yeah, first yeah, yeah. quarter of the city. But yeah, it's it's part of what we have, and and it's yeah, come to Torreon and 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 enjoy that, and see it by yourself. Yeah. Well, like, and you know what's another thing that I love about Torreon with full passion? You have Santos Laguna yes. as your football or your yes. soccer for the people that don't uh, then refer to American football when they say football. That uniform of Santos Laguna. I think it's one of the coolest. Nice, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, I know the white, the color white palette, and green stripes. I think. Well, I don't know exactly what's the story, history behind that uniform, but it's very similar to the Celtics in oh, Glasgow true. uniform. They have like the same pattern, green yeah. and white. And, but it's, and they it's, are it's, older. I don't know if, if if they took it from there. No, definitely the Celtics took it from, from Santos. Yeah. I, I know that. I, I just feel it. I think so. And just the, the shade of green that they have. I saw some sweaters. Yeah. Like you have all kinds of merch, like artisanal merch that they're selling of Santos yeah. Laguna. That was pretty cool too. I have my hat that I brought here to Mexico City to rock in. Why are you not wearing six. that stuff? Well, maybe for, for the next episode, I, I will. And you're more mm -hmm. of a baseball kid, right? Not really. I, I used to be into football. Like I was following Santos. I had mm -hmm. my abono, my season pass renew every year. But then, you know... I got married and and, and <laughs> don't I got say a it like that. Come no, on. it's like and, and I and I was I didn't like I was really angry when Santos was Lost. losing or and and happy when and they were starting to lose a lot and like what's what's the deal with this? It's not it's not helping me in any way. So I'm spending a lot of money. I'm drinking a lot of beer. I'm getting fat. So yeah, and then all our interests came to my life, other priorities. Okay. Still, I follow the team, I, fo I follow football, but I'm not a hardcore fan as I used to be back well, in the day. I, you can't be perfect, it's fine. You but can, yeah. it, it, it was a stage of my life and it was super fun. <laughs> Lovely, but okay, so I think that it, this whole conversation started with wanting to have some recommendations from, from Torreon. Okay. Because if I go to Guadalajara, I go to Mexico City, I go to Monterrey, I go on the internet and I look best places to eat, best mm -hmm. places to drink. 
multitude of options. But yeah. uh, I haven't tried it. Maybe it's possible to Google this stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that if it, I do that for Torreon, the result is going to be a little bit more complicated. So any recommendations yeah. that you have that you think are legit in, in your town? Okay. So I would like to talk about the typical dishes, if if we please, please, if I please. might, because we don't have... So generally in the north, food is not as elaborated in central south of Mexico. We have simpler food, simpler... Mm-hmm. We are more about the ingredients, for example, beef, you know? a nice piece of, of meat, a steak. Or I will suggest to try gorditas. That is like the traditional... So in I think everywhere in Mexico you have gorditas, but every region has their own Approach. interpretation yeah. of the gorditas. The classic uh, Torreón or Lagunero gorditas will be... They are flour-based, mm. uh, different stuffings. Chicharrón prensado being my personal favorite and more typical, asado. As well, so are you familiar with the asado de bodas? Uh, too. So it's it's pork, really nice and and typical. So lunches is another. So that's like I, a torta. I, ha- I had those. That's they our interpretation of torta yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with with pan francés that would translate to French bread. Yeah. Nothing to do with French bread, but I don't know. There's this bread that you just find in Torreón or in the Laguna well, it, region. It's, it's like an interpretation of a baguette. It's, in a it's capacity, a big, maybe, yeah. It, it, well, it does have like a geometry, like the it's geometry, like, telera, like I don't know how you call that shape, but well, it's like not the bolillo shape that yeah. is thinner. This is more. This like, is wider. Thicker. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Okay, wait, wait, and okay. it's a cold torta. Normally, with the tradition, there are two traditional ones: the carnitas with avocado and some vegetables, and avocado, it's really love. good. But the bread or the, um, the adobada. That is uh, adobado pork. But, you know, like, this is another part that I love so much. Like, I think a lot of people get to Torreón and they think there's not much. And you're using all these mysterious yeah, it's, it's food what we have. and terms. And, and then everyone will have their own, their favorite gorditas joint or their favorite lunches joint because this is street food. It's not really yeah. like places. So, so ask uh, which ones. There are different styles. Even mm. in the gordita, traditional gordita, different styles. And I really like, yeah, try steak. I will suggest uh, Nicanor. It's a restaurant. Okay. You can find it's. I really like it because the it's cocina de asador. So mm. it's very typical to have a carne asada in like in, a grill, generally in, a grill. in the north. So yeah. it's a restaurant is that brings you that experience and everything's really good. Love it. I really it. like that one. If if I will suggest a place Nicanor. for steaks, tacos, and then you have also burgers and different oh, yeah, yeah. traditional local dishes. Okay, I love it. And, and, then, and they say Ultramundo, so, so, they, they so sell, you can also we'll, have... We'll uh, get to what Ultramundo, Ultramundo is uh, in maybe another episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you're not promoting this. Like, no, you're okay. not sponsoring this episode. So <laughs> it has to be slow. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I'll take it easier. Then. <laughs> but I think you mentioned two things uh, that I would like to follow up on. And the one is, uh, you used the word Lagunero. Yes. And I don't think almost anybody... Okay. You you're even wearing something. Oh, yeah. please show it. Yeah, like I'm mean, I'm wearing a Malort T-shirt. La Laguna. Uh, La Laguna. So I I would love for you to explain what does that mean. Yeah. And because I think that gives a lot of insight on where you come from. Yes. And I think the second thing you mentioned, and that's not really a question, it's just something. It's an observation of mine. Is uh, I have been to your ranch. I've been to Torreón a few times. And when you say that the food is simpler, or or more simple in a capacity. It almost sounds like you are not talking very positively about it. But I think it's almost like the Japanese approach 
of this yeah. is going to be an amazing tuna. And because the ingredient is so amazing, I shall not disrupt its original beauty. Yeah. And I think that, and uh, maybe I'm doing too many connections in one shot, but I think that does come ac across in some of the agave spirits that I try in the area. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's simpler doesn't mean not good. Mm. And when when I'm I'm thinking of the most famous or that most of people consider like typical Mexican food that you go to Oaxaca, you go to the center with these super elaborate dishes like mole, like crazy you know, sauces with 50 ingredients <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. all that. And 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 that's what I was referring. In Torreón, you can have like a good piece of of meat, a good steak. And yeah, I think the the Japanese example it, it's it's a it's a really good way to put it. Like nice ingredients, really nice food, but it's it's all about the ingredient. Minimal intervention. Yeah, glorious the, the, ingredients. The torta is that. Like yeah. you have the 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 lonche, so you have carnitas, avocado, just the bread, but it's a very special bread, some vegetables, nothing special, but it's super special when you put all that together. Every bite of those things just touch you in a way that I can't even... <laughs> man, like, I was not even hungry when I went in there. Mm -hmm. I had, like, two of those because, like, I'm not going to come back here in a while. Yeah, I'll, I'll take so you. So I, I, I need to stuff myself. And there, <laughs> you are always discovering new joints or you always go back to the ones you like. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. And apparently there's nothing special, but they are. No, no, I like, and again, like, it's, it's deceiving. It deceives and, you. And you yeah. ask about La Laguna. So yes, 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 I, yes, I would like to talk about that. It's not... Very easy to explain, but I will try my best. Mm -hmm. So we call ourselves, for example, I fr I'm from Torreón. That's mm -hmm. where I live. I, I was actually born in Sinaloa, fun fact, but my whole life I, I've, li I've been living on my family is from Torreón. And, and just for people to, I mean, people can Google map this, but mm -hmm. just geographically, can you like sort of locate Torreón in a map? Yeah. Like what is the closest, how far away is it from the from the border? Where is Torreón? So Torreón is, and what gave birth to Torreón, it's, it's location, strategi strategically located. Mm. It's the center of the north. So it's in the middle of the two coasts, mm. uh, Pacific and Atlantic. And it's in the middle, about the middle from the U.S. border being um, Texas and Mexico City. So it was a train station and it was a market. And it was an hacienda, and that's what brought life to Torreón. Well, that's what you were saying. It's a very young city yeah. that happened because there was like this massive commerce. Yes, and just uh, you had, had like this. It's, it's a logistic to... hub. That's mm -hmm. what, and that's what brought a lot of investment to Torreón, a young city. Um, so La Laguna is the metropolitan area that is composed by three main cities. Mm. So Torreón, that is in the state of Coahuila, in the southwest of Coahuila. Okay. But Coahuila is a big state. It yes. touches Texas. So it's it's in the very southwest of the of the state. And then other two cities, Gomez Palacio and Lerdo, there are other cities, Matamoros, uh, Chavez, but like the three main cities. Mm -hmm. One is in Torreón and two of them are in the state of Durango. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's what it gets like. But it's a metropolitan area. We consider ourselves laguneros more than from Torreón or from Gómez or from Lerdo. It's, it's, it's kind of what you have in, in Mexico City with, this, with, with the Estado de México. You know, it's the same city, but geographically, it turns out some places are located in the Estado de México and other but, places but, but in but I think Mexico City. I, I see more of a comparison with El Bajío. Yeah. Which is more of a cultural yes. region, not necessarily linked to the state. Yeah, so and, it's, and, it's and more... I think, and, uh, you know, politicians back at the day <laughs> yeah. or yeah. <laughs> for some administration 
purposes, it was divided. Like this, this same area, this same dynamics of a metropolitan area was divided in two states. Mm. Actually, there was this movement uh, like some years ago to, to make the style <laughs> of La Laguna. I don't know how... And it makes sense in a way because we have our own dynamics. Come on, come and on. And we're all far away from, from the capital cities. No, I'm, I'm talking... separatists. <laughs> but for example, you have different uh, transit uh, rules in because there's the state of Durango and Coahuila. You have different uh, alcohol uh, schedules, you know, different rules for everything, uh, different police. When, when the security crisis we had, it was part of the problem that it was divided into states and it's no one's problem and, and you, you, you have this kind of transportation yeah. from one state to another so the planning of the city as a whole that it should be as as the laguna region that's the complicated part and even in dois you can yes. make mezcal that it's called exactly. mezcal on the durango side yes but in the coahuila side you can't yes so, so yeah. i live in torreon uh, and the mezcal project is is in durango is in in, in mapimi durango but you go from from you cross border lines all the time and it's the same city so yeah. that's that's la laguna and and it goes back to fun fact it used to be a big lagoon now it's a desert Jeez. but the, the laguna region it comes from from la laguna de mairan and other lagoons because the rio nasas i don't remember the name but when a river uh, Dry. Ends in 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 oh, inland, yeah, like a delta, like in a lake. yeah. No, 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 like, no, no. I, like okay, it, uh, it makes up a big lake. Used to be, then they build the dams, and now it's not uh, like that anymore. anymore. Yeah. So we are we are left with a flat desert surrounded by mountains. Go on. And well, hills, you know, cerros. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Like that word, cerro. Like there's not a there's not a proper way to translate that. Yeah. Because, because a hill is not a cerro. Yeah, and, and it's, it's not, not a mountain. mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, you get it. I hope yeah. somebody will get it. I'm not sure Spanish somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like the last part that I that I also want people to understand at capacity is that you come from an area that is probably one of the most important industrial hubs of Mexico. So it's almost like changing country sometimes when you when you go in that area. The highways are pristine, the factories are big. I mean, it's almost like the, the China Mexican capacity because you don't do anything small. It's it's very that's very Mexico. So because you have in Mexico, let's say weather, weather wise or geographically or orography, it's very different, it's very diverse. And the north, so the the thing is the north is the worst lands of the country in a way you know yeah for example if you go back at the day when when spaniards came over they were like where's the best weather the best resources and the north was not that place then the greedier people <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, like yeah, okay yeah. let's let's make water out from the stones or let's see what we can do get cheap land so you are just left with hard work and and, and go big because you don't have as much resources as other areas of the country have that, okay, well. and, and it's a jungle like you have nothing there's a lot of nothingness you have like a let's say a white canvas for projects you know and 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 we have a different approach since we don't have we're not that blessed with resources or great weather it's for example one of the one of the lemas catchphrases of of torreon is la ciudad que venció al desierto that's the insane. city that, uh, that, defeated, that defeated the desert. The desert. So wow. how do you that going big and, and working hard and, and 
And, and that's kind of like the philosophy that we have, not just in, in Torreón y La Laguna, but I think in most of the regions of the north, in Chihuahua, in Nuevo León, in, in where we kind of have similar uh, conditions. Ethos and approaches to, yeah. to, to work and whatnot. No, absolutely. And I think that for me, it's important to touch this because most of the people that have some experience with mezcal or they've been drinking mezcal, their point of contact has been usually more on the south of Mexico. Yeah, and as I like to say, this is not a country. This is a continent, yes. and it changes drastically even yes. if you don't move that far away. So for me, it's like just for people to understand that there's other that other mezcales are possible. Mm -hmm. They have to first understand that other Mexicals Mexicals are possible. Yes, and that and that we're a plethora of cultures, we're a plethora of approaches, we're a plethora of histories. For God's sake, the city that defeated the desert. Yeah, I mean that's biblical stuff, man. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's that cool. Is, and and you and you you experiment that when you go, especially in summer and when it's dry. Like you, you feel the desert, you know. Either you defeat it, or it defeats, or it you. defeats you. Yeah, <laughs> when when your plants die, when you know, that's when you realize, okay, we're in a desert here. There's history. We have our our special things. We have our food. We have our traditions, and we're part of two states also, Durango and Coahuila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them with their own thing, and and Lagunero is like a mixture of, of both i love that and you have the most beautiful hotel that i've been saving for and will be saving for the rest of my life to acquire <laughs> okay it is uh and you need to open a bar there like that is, that is the one thing that i need to make I think happen I, is, i know someone that can help you okay in that regard okay you mean like getting the money because that's the, first, the thing that okay. i need the most at least how to operate or maybe knows who who owns that place and and maybe they will be interesting to activate it because there are all these There's this uh, festival, art festival that is happening in Torreón that is called Coyote. It's the second year they do it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's an abandoned, beautiful hotel with some really old um, vitrales, how do you say that? Yeah, like leaded glass. Yeah, and and it's it was abandoned. They acquired and they are making an intervention in, in different rooms and they are with local artists. You sent me some pictures of that. Yeah. It looked amazing. It looked yeah. absolutely amazing. So there, there's this mm. rebirth. So if maybe if you come with a good idea, they'll be happy to... I'm lazy, man. I'm lazy. I, ju I just like <laughs> I just like to make people do stuff. I, I don't do anything by myself. You are the But, creative. <laughs> you know, not creative, instigator. <laughs> the spark. I, I don't like maybe to make the fire. Some, sometimes that's what you need. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Sergio, it was a pleasure to do this episode with you. Thank you, Charles. Uh, we'll do a few more, I'm sure. I hope. Jovenazo. Thanks for having me. I'll see you soon. See you. If you would like to taste some of the mezcal that is crafted in La Laguna region, I will recommend you try Sergio's project, Ultramundo. For now, he only works with Lamparillo, which is an agave that has a privileged space in my heart. So, it's lovely. At the beginning of this episode, I said that I will do some Mexico City food recommendations. And I want to start with La Jarochita. They are located on the street of Progreso number 175 in Colonia Escandón, and they are my definition of honest cooking. The menu changes every day because they only work with the freshest produce, which in turn means that the humble chayote in your chicken soup may be as vibrant as it can be. The family is from Veracruz, so a lot of their inspiration comes from that region, and Doña Marta, who is the main cook, is possibly one of the best frying artists in Mexico. If she fries a fish for you, I can swear you 
you'll remember that texture for weeks. Absolute perfection. Another gesture that I love about this place is that they're always super concerned about you having warm tortillas. And they may even change your tortillas twice or thrice depending on your rhythm, or your taco rhythm as I like to say. I'll post the Google Maps on the show's website, because believe it or not we do have one, and hopefully in a few months you'll find the list with the many restaurants I enjoy in this city. As per usual, all sounds and music were executed by Roy Sierra. Thanks for listening, nos vemos al ratito.